The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing then you've tuned in to the right program for the next hour listen in as reverend temple hayes senior minister of first unity campus in saint petersburg florida shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life she will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing now here's your host reverend temple hayes everyone and welcome to our show from good to amazing so appreciative of all of you that follow us unity online radio the voice for the awakening world today we have our guest pat merker and she is the author of the series that specifically focuses on children called the grandmaster little master series and of course um pat i'm sure that with all children's books it really touches all of us as adults as well, right? It absolutely does, Temple. It absolutely does. This series uh, is has been, <laughs> I've had parents tell me, what do you mean it's for kids? This series is for me. You know, it's, it's a, a cool little thing. Well, tell me a little bit, um, Pat, about the book. I think it's always interesting because, you know, we're all authors of our own life, our own life's experience. And how did this book come about? How did you come up with the title? I know that a lot of our listeners are interested in that because I love, who is the Grand Master? <laughs> well, let me tell you, this has been a, a long journey. So, first of all, let me say thank you so much for having me on the show. I mean, the fact that I am sitting here talking to you is just amazing to me. This whole idea for this series came about in the most bizarre way. Um, over 10 years ago, it was back in 1998, uh, it was a Saturday morning Specifically, it was a Saturday morning back in 1998. My then 8-year-old daughter, Haley, who is now 21, was getting ready to compete in a karate competition. You know, she did the weekly lessons and all that stuff. And she belonged to a school that had a requirement that once, I don't remember if it was once a year or twice a year, they had to do this sparring kind of competition. And there were kids that would come from you know, all different schools. And these were kids she didn't know. They weren't her friends she saw every week. And um, she didn't like it much. Um, it, was, it, it was a little bit intimidating, I suppose, but it was, it was all done within the confines of, of a safe environment. But they had to put on this padded 
wear and they had to, you know, wear a mouth guard so they didn't get a tooth knocked out. It was really more about, you know, trying to have your component your, or your competitor rather back out of the ring. But it was, it was still just a little bit scary. But she had done this before and um, I, I couldn't get her out of bed. I mean, it, it was, she was experiencing what I would now call a mild panic attack. I mean, she's eight years old. And she is completely freaked out. And she's, Mom, you know, I don't want to do it. Please don't make me do it. I hate karate. Why do I have to do this? And, um, you know, and I'm saying all the things that Mom says. And I said, you know, Haley, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's just about getting out there and doing the best that you can do. You've done this before. You know it's no big deal. You know, at the end of the day, you'll be glad that you were a part of it. But I, I... couldn't seem to have any effect. My words did nothing for her. So I sort of left her to stew in bed that morning, and I went ahead and got in the shower. And, um, you know, I'm in the shower, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't get it. You know, she's eight years old. She's a happy child. She hasn't even been on the planet long enough to be experiencing this level of self-doubt, especially considering that she comes from a loving home with fairly conscious parents who take every opportunity to tell her how wonderful and able she is. You know, we read all the books. We've done all the courses. You know, we know. And, you know, where does this come from? And, of course, being her parents, I guess what we say, she doesn't really believe what we say anyway because kids don't and parents always say wonderful things about their kids and I don't know what that is. But I started thinking, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just hire a personal guru for our home? You know, some wise, wonderful guy who didn't have all the emotion attached and they didn't look at like mom or dad and gosh I wonder if they're in the yellow pages what do you think that, that was when people still used the yellow pages of course now it's <laughs> yellowpages.com right <laughs> right and <laughs> so um i had this idea i just and i and i got out of the shower and i walked into her room and i sat down on the edge of the bed she looked like she was about ready to throw up and i said do you want to play a game she just kind of looked at me really weird and said, not really. And I said, okay. And started to walk out. But she's a kid and, you know, the games, the whole thing. So she said, well, what kind of a game? And I said, well, I'm not sure it's a game. You'll have to decide. She said, okay. So I got really quiet and I closed my eyes and I took a deep breath and said in a soft voice, I said, I'm not your mother speaking to you right now. She just kind of looked at me like I was an alien and said, well, who are you then? And I said, I'm one of the great grandmasters of the universe speaking through your mother, and I'm here to tell you that you've been chosen to be a little master in training, and we have much work to do. I said, today's lesson is about cause and effect. What goes around comes around. If you need to feel calm and confident today, you must make someone else feel calm and confident. It will then come back to you. That gift will be yours. Try today at your tournament, little master. It works. And with that, I stood up and left the room. I had no clue where those words came from, and I had no idea what to expect from Haley, if anything. But I was out in the kitchen. Next thing you know, she comes running out, jumped out of bed, came running into the kitchen, and said in a playful voice, she said, Hey, Mom, what if I'm the most nervous person there? And I just kind of looked at her, and I said, What are you talking about, honey? I said, Go get ready. You're going to be late. She just kind of rolled her eyes, laughed, and ran back into the room and started getting ready for what a few moments ago had been this dreaded event. So it was interesting. I thought, 
you know, I clearly noticed something. It was just a little shift, but it was a shift from where she had been, which was in bed having a panic attack, to where she was now, which was communicating with me in a humorous way. So, I, you know, I don't want to give the story away, but let me just say that I was impressed enough with how that day unfolded that I felt a need to put a follow-up letter from Grandmaster under her pillow that night, telling her that she had indeed learned her lesson well. And uh, I talked a little bit more about cause and effect and reaffirmed that what we give away comes back. And I said that I, Grandmaster, lived inside her soul as well as inside the soul of every living being and was available to her at any time. And the last thing I said is, I, I said, I'm always with you even when you think I am not. And this story was eventually the inspiration for the first book in the Grandmaster Little Master series, and I called it the Karate Tournament. So that's really that was really how it the idea sort of took some kind of form. But I, I really didn't at that point, it, you know, I didn't think too much about it. I just thought it was really cool. My husband and I said, "Wow, that's really cool," and. Um, you know, after making this little discovery, life kind of went back to being busy and normal, and sadly, we really kind of forgot about Grandmaster. And I'm thinking that it was probably several months later when my husband and I had the daunting task of enrolling Haley into beginner swimming lessons for probably the third summer in a row. This child could not pass the course because they couldn't pry her off the side of the pool. I mean, she was terrified of the water. Again, you know, I, where does this come from? It's not like she had any near-drowning experience. I mean, we've always had water. We've always played in the water. She's always seen us having fun. She brought so much. I mean, I always sort of liked the idea of reincarnation and thought it made sense. But, but Haley sealed it for me. I mean, clearly this child brought stuff with her that, you know, she just didn't have the years on the planet to have these kind of experiences with as she was afraid of everything so um at any rate swimming uh was one of those things that my husband and i felt was a required course i mean you know you've got to learn to swim it, it, you just got to forget the fact that it's a lot of fun and all that stuff you know it can save your life one day it's just an important thing and she knew that she had to learn to swim but every year we went through the same thing. She was starting to get so tall in this class that we thought maybe eventually she'd be embarrassed into learning how to swim. But no go. So we're thinking that we're destined to, you know, repeat previous summers. And um, this was probably where, I, I, I'm going to say we probably were on our third or fourth trip into the pool and she's making it sound like I'm trying to drown her. And I'm thinking to myself, Grandmaster, how you know how can i approach this situation differently this this intense fear of the water she has completely at the end of my rope with all the positive things that mom could say her dad taught swimming lessons to hundreds of children when he was younger he pulled every technique out of his hat that he knew and still just wasn't happening so all at once grandmaster came to mind and i thought you know, how would a wise and enlightened guru talk to a child about fear? Is there anything Grandmaster can say that might help this situation? So that night I created another letter. I didn't talk, you know, but I created another letter addressing fear and, and telling her that, you know, we all have fear and 
fear doesn't mean that, um, you know, it, it, it's about, it, everyone has fear. However, how you hold fear, how you think about fear is the key. It's something you can have or it can have you. And, and you choose, Little Master, because it really is a choice. There was something really cool about Grandmaster because when I spoke from that higher place, I, I didn't have an outcome necessarily in mind. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I knew I was hoping that she would choose to learn to swim and move through the fear. But I also noticed that when I was in that space, somehow it was okay if she chose not to, but I wanted Absolutely. her to know that it was a choice. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a kind of a neat experience for me as well. I felt like, you know, I was tapping into something that, um, that I didn't tap into maybe on a daily basis when I go to church on Sunday, you know, you tap into it, or when you're having a, a crisis, you, you tap into it, but just your everyday sort of little life experiences, you don't always think to tap into it. That's so but, true. But, but I did. That's so true. Well, I I love the way that you are, you know, the way that you use that forward teaching because I was just at a dinner last night um, talking with a group of parents and the conversation among all of us was how um, that even though you might be wise in your field, like one woman is a celebrity artist, for example. And so here she is, you know, this is what she does for a living and she's an image consultant with celebrities, both makeup and their clothing attire and this is the whole um route that her daughter wants to take and so she said you know honey i'll be glad to help you with that and her daughter goes oh no thank you i don't need your help mom <laughs> it's, i know <laughs> the least thing that you you have to say it's like what are you thinking that i'm going to listen to you and and we do this a lot in our society um and i think this is so poignant to to what our show is about from good to amazing a lot of times in life we'll just do an assessment of somebody we'll just let the external assessment we kind of look at them like oh well they probably don't know you know and where we might be or or they look like they're too old to know this or that but when we actually sit down and we actually draw from someone's wisdom oh my gosh you know they've traveled all over the world you know they're very accomplished people but early on we made that um assessment or judgment kind of like uh, children do with their parents I like when you were telling your daughter Haley how you just said we're going to play a game and it's almost like you use kind of an idea of almost like a spirit guide because kids are so in tune with that they understand there's other um, aspects of life and you kind of played like this spirit guide was speaking to her as grandmaster and um, and how she just really resonated and and responded to it that is just really cool um, and quite quite brilliant on your part I'm glad you had the intuitive hit to do that I want to remind everyone about your website uh, because I know there's so many people that are interested uh, especially in parents wanting to guide their children in a great direction because let's face it uh, all of us in new thought and in unity and the centers for spiritual living we don't want our children of today to have to repeat what you know we did yesterday <laughs> that's for Isn't sure that the truth? You know? there's so much better teaching out there but the website is the 
thegrandmasterlittlemasterseries.com. Thegrandmasterlittlemasterseries.com. It's just really great that you're teaching um, about the inner guru as well. Um, when we look at the acronym guru, it's uh, G-U-R-U and how wonderful that is in just honoring your own inner self. Um, I bet it's interesting uh, now looking at Haley with the skills and techniques that you've offered her. Uh, what is she like as a 22-year-old in a, a minute or less before our break time? <laughs> Well, I will. I will say that uh, you know I said that she was terrified of everything, and and interestingly, Mm -hmm. she um, horses. I couldn't get her on a pony. I could not get this girl on a pony, and she wanted to ride a pony so bad. And now that's her thing. She she rides horses, and she rides bareback, and horses is going to be is going to be her thing, her love. She's going to school in Ocala and doing an equestrian program and. Um, I mean, but she rides bareback with her arms up in the air, and I mean, it's just, it's fun. But it, it and go ahead and cut me off, certainly, when you need to for the break. But um, it's interesting because sometimes I chuckle and I think, you know, she doesn't make the choices that I think she should make. You know, she's had these teachings, and then, you know, and then, of course, it hits me. And uh, I'll say to her sometimes, well, still, it's one of those things where I'll say, well, what would Grandmaster do? And she'll look at me sometimes now and just kind of roll her eyes, and she'll go, Mom, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And I'll say, okay. But you know what? The thing that's cool is that she knows it's a choice. You know, she's not a victim, and that, that is that's always the goal, I think, for you know our children is to that they know that um, they're not victims. So, but she's a really great kid, and and I've got a really great son too, who's four years younger than she is, and he's been through this too. So, um, we practice it frequently still in our house. Grandmaster is a little different now than Grandmaster used to be, but you know. And that's such a um, a viable point is if in, everyone could get that um, nothing is against us and that uh, there's nothing about our lives that creates the need for us to feel victimized, that everything, even something that appears to be uh, adversarial in nature, is just simply destined to lead us to our right and perfect choices, um, definitely the world would be a better place. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us today talking to Pat Merker about her uh, beautiful book series. It's featured in Barnes & Noble. The Grandmaster LittleMasterSeries.com is her website. And we will be right back after break. I'm Temple Hayes. Thank you for joining us. If you have a question, you can either call in to Unity FM Radio or amazing at unity.fm. As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took time for prayer, 
contemplation, and conversation with God. This example of Jesus struggling to accept the path before him has inspired humanity through the ages, just as Jesus prepared himself for his final ordeal and ultimate triumph I prepare myself for challenges with prayer. I affirm the aspects of my personal and spiritual nature that I want to express more fully. At the same time, I am fearless in examining the ways I do not yet apply those qualities in daily life. By staying prayed up, I make wise choices in all that I think, say, and do. Every challenge becomes an opportunity for new growth and transformation. And every blessing becomes a lesson in the power of prayer. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word digital magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Wondering what's happening at Unity Village? Join Dean Ted Collins and guests each Monday at 2 p.m. Central Time as he hosts Village Events and Voices from Unity Village. Stay connected with Unity Village and get news on retreats, special events, newly published authors, and various ways you or your center can be part of the many exciting opportunities Unity Village has to offer. Tune in to catch live interviews of Unity speakers, authors, and newsmakers. It's Village Events and Voices with host Ted Collins, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Good afternoon, everyone. And earlier today, I was on the show with uh, Dean Ted Collins, and we were talking about the cruise that we're going on uh, with the Holland Cruise Line. And we are leaving in November from the 10th to the 17th. And I would love for some of you to join us. It's going to be a great opportunity to be with like-minded, positive-minded people. You can go to unity.fm forward slash cruise and find out all the information about us. We have a number of people that are going um, from St. Petersburg and from the Florida area. So hope to see many of you across the globe there. It's very exciting. Today on my show, From Good to Amazing, we have Pat Merker. She is the author of the Grandmaster Little Master series. Um, her first book is Grandmaster Little Master. Her second book is Sink or Swim. And one of the things, Pat, that um, you were talking about on your journey is how, and I think it's very interesting that you used your life experience of working with your daughter as a mentor 
in how it developed this whole series for you and your life path. And I think that often, I think we need to say for the record here, amazing people recognize when anyone is their teacher. And I think that's a a key value that I would like to uh, remind people of. It doesn't matter the size um, uh, how tall, how short, it doesn't matter the age, uh, how young, how old, um, one may be perceived, uh, the ethnic, anything. Um, there is a teacher that is always there that's playing that part. I admire you, Pat, for having the wisdom to let the teacher um, be your daughter, Haley. Because um, when we get right down to it, yes, you shaped, you played a part in offering her the template or the tools um, in which she was able to shape her own life. But by far, uh, she shaped yours. <laughs> oh, that, that is absolutely so true. I mean, mm-hmm. kids are the greatest teachers because they just, they just push every one of your buttons they you know they can rile you up they can make you say things you don't mean and and there's such an emotional tug i mean everything that i you know every interaction it seems like that that you have with your children that doesn't have thought behind it when you speak comes from you know it's filtered down through your own baggage and and there's ego and there's emotion and you know you you quite often have like a desired result in mind and and all of that stuff. I mean, it's um, it's a, it's a test. It's very interesting. But yeah, they're they're the best of teachers. Temple, let me back up if I could for just a second. Um, you had mentioned the names of my books, and the first one is the Karate Tournament. Oh, thank the, you for that correction. The, the that's okay. The series. The series is the Grandmaster Little Master series. The first book and the introduction to the series is the Karate Tournament, and then there is Sink or Swim, and then the third book is Love Has Many Faces. And they don't have to be read in order, but I do recommend the first one, uh, the Karate Tournament, first, because it sort of is the introduction to the series, and it does give people an idea of who Grandmaster is. And I have a copy yeah. of that, and I would recommend that everyone add this to their library because it's just excellent material. And also, even if you know that you are a lifelong metaphysician, I, I think that any way that we can look at the ideas of cause and effect uh, are helpful because sometimes it seems so ethereal or intellectual uh, stimulated uh, that it's hard for people to really follow. And this book gives some real easy teaching around cause and effect and what that means and, and what that looks like. I was talking with someone uh, the other day, Pat, that is a perf- former professor that taught quantum physics. And she was talking about with the uh, brain, how with the magnetic energy that we have and that we use for uh, the magnetic field and how we're drawing and attracting things in our lives, that the heart and coming from the heart is 5,000 times stronger, the heart energy, than the brain energy. Isn't that fascinating? Mm-hmm. That's why when we, use, when we use terminology like follow your own heart, uh, of course that must be true because that's where our, our strongest attraction lies. 
Well, yeah, there's such an emotional tug there too, and and we know that 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 makes a difference. You know, it's always what's always astounded me from the time that I got into New Thought, which was many years ago, is is you know why this should be like required learning for children, don't you think? I mean, Absolutely. we spend so much time and effort and money and we do therapy and all this stuff to undo all the things that our well-meaning parents taught us, but, you know, they learned it from their parents. But, you know, if you just grew up with the idea that you are literally creating your life one negative or one positive act at a time, one positive or one negative thought at a time, if you knew that, I mean... I, I think I, kids need to know, and, and I think it would be life-changing on the planet, that if kids knew that you cannot be a mean, nasty person, you cannot be a bully and live a joyful life, period. You cannot. It just doesn't happen. Because you know, you're going to attract that everywhere that you go. I mean, well, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cause and effect. I mean, you know, you... you what you put out has got to come back to you in some way, shape, or form. It might not look exactly the same. But, I mean, wouldn't, you know, you would think that people would think twice about intentionally hurting someone if they knew that they had to be the recipient of it at some point. Right. These are really important, important. It's got the ability to change crime, to change you know, world peace, for goodness sake. I mean, it just feels to me like this is so important that why aren't... It's it, It's not a religious teaching. It doesn't have to be religious. It's just... It's a universal principle. It's a law. It is always in motion. It is always working, whether you're aware of it or not. So it might be smart to be aware of it so that you can see how you create your life. And if children grew up knowing that... I just think it's life changing, and that for me was sort of what cause and what the karate tournament was about. It, it was like trying to instill that kind of thing into children. You know, mm-hmm. I do know, I do know, and I I think that you know it's um, it's real important uh, for uh, all the leaders as parents and uh, teachers that are in the New Thought movement to encourage. Uh, each other to to raise the next group of children in the next generation in ways that they weren't raised um, it because otherwise we just continue to repeat the patterns over and over and over again. I mean, children are born with all they need to know. And then they're so influenced by environments and other people's patterning, um, lack of emotional wisdom and or balance, uh, and then it just keeps those same patterns uh, repetitive in nature. Well, I know one of the things that people are asking and would want to know, because I know that people ask me this too, because now there's so many people that long to be an author or that feel like they have a, a voice within urging them. Um, in, in your path, with, because I'm sure that this wasn't exactly what you thought you would be doing uh, with your life, even though we're grateful you are, um, in the initial process, how did you go about or what happened in your life the grandmaster within you, if you will, that uh, led you to become a publisher, uh, to get your book published. How did that happen? Well, it, it it was again. It was it was a long, long, long road. Um, 
after this, you know, I started telling people about this idea and the results I was having with my daughter. And, of course, everybody says, you know, this is good. You should send this to Oprah. <laughs> you know, they would just send everything to Oprah. They said, mm-hmm. send what to Oprah? I don't even know what it is. Uh, you know, I didn't know if it was a game or a story or um, – but it, it was strange because I had um, – a couple years prior, I had just finished reading Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh and just loved it. And uh, coincidentally, right after the summer that Grandmaster intervened with that whole swimming ordeal, uh, my sister called me to say that Neil was doing a weekend seminar at the Omega Institute in New York, which was very close to where we lived at the time. So she flew in, we did the seminar, and all through the seminar I was thinking to myself, you know, the teachings of Grandmaster are very similar to conversations with God, you know, for adults, but this is for children. And I just had this funny sort of feeling that Somehow, maybe if this work ever did turn into anything, it it belonged with Neil. I, I don't know where that came from. But on a whim, and certainly what I thought was a long shot, I emailed Neil's nonprofit organization, Recreation, with the story of Grandmaster and the kind of results that I was seeing. And I, I don't even remember the email now, but it was just, I was sort of just putting it out there. And I was shocked when I got a response from Neil's personal assistant at the time. It was a woman named Rose who adored the idea and said, put it in manuscript form, and, and send it to me when it's done. So I thought, okay, uh, let's try a story. So, um, so anyway, I sat down, and, um, and I started typing, and I'll tell you what, the words just flowed out of me so fast. I, it, it was just the, the coolest thing. I mean, I, I was typing faster than what my brain could think it, and that to me, you know, I, I'd call my husband, and I'd say, read this. Who the heck wrote this? This is really good. I mean, Grand Master's words were very deep and full of wisdom, and I just couldn't believe they came out of me. That's the honest truth. And so it sort of reaffirmed for me, it was that experience of being an instrument, mm-hmm. and I really felt like it was, it was meant to be. So um, to make a very long story short, um, I did, in fact, send it to Rose uh, when it was complete, and she just loved it. She said, Pat, it's probably the best children's book I've ever read. And she said, I am going to put this into Neil's hands. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it because she said he's swamped. He's really busy. I'm just not believing this. So she would, you know, CC me on all the emails that she would send to him and stuff and tell him how this was the best thing. Now, looking looking back now, I'm not really sure what she expected him to do with it because he wasn't a publisher. And at that time, they didn't have their own publishing house or anything. I don't, I don't know what her goal really was, but I didn't care. I was just so excited. I was just sort of riding it. And um, to this day, I don't think that Neil probably has ever read it, but um, my manuscript stayed in the office at Recreation for quite a few years. And every maybe six months or so, I, you know, I lost, eventually lost contact with Rose. Uh, but every now and then I'd get an email from somebody there who would say, oh my gosh, I found your manuscript. This is wonderful. Did you ever get it published? We love it. We should try to get Neil to read this. And I'd just sort of chuckle and say, here we go again. Um, and, and that was that. I, I started sending um, manuscripts out to potential publishers or what I thought were potential publishers. Back then, there was... There was really nobody that was doing, you know, the children's spiritual stuff. It was, they would spiritual meant religious. If you found anybody that did children's spiritual, it was 
very religious. And so this was just a little bit, you know, out there for most of them. But I, I got a lot of really, really nice letters from publishers saying, oh, my gosh, you know, it's beautiful. Keep searching. This is wonderful. Well, I got, at some point, I I just, I was done. I mean, I, I did this for I wasn't going to get discouraged. I, I, there was just no way because I was so certain. I was so certain it was supposed to be out there. Uh, but at one point, I finally did because probably for two years, I, I'll bet I sent five manuscripts out a week, and, and I couldn't email them back then. They wanted you to snail mail them, and it was expensive, and it was very time-consuming. I had to print them all out. And uh, so I, I, at some point, I just um, put it away. I just put it away. And I thought, well, I don't know what it was all for. I really don't. Maybe one of my children will uh, send it in after I'm long gone, but I'm done. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then close to 10 years later or, or something like that, I don't know, I was looking through the bottom of the drawer and uh, found it, pulled it out, looked at it, and sat down and read it and just found myself with big tears in my eyes. And I thought, my gosh, this is good. This is really good. I mean, what was it for? I don't understand. What was it for? And I went into what, you know, now I had a computer that, in, and you could find everything online. Everybody had a website at this point. And I did a search for children's spiritual publishers. And there it was. The first one that came, there really still weren't a lot of them, but it was called Pick a Woo Woo, P-I-C-K-A-W-O-O-W-O-O in Australia. And it said children's mind, body, spirit books, new age, holistic. Um, they embrace thing like they embrace love, touch the heart, kindle the spirit, and enlighten the mind. And I went, bingo, I found one. It is so exciting. I would like to share with our um, listeners one of the things that's stated on that website, pickawoowoo.com, by Deepak Chopra. Uh, He states, many well-known international authors and spiritual leaders such as Deepak Chopra are indeed as passionate about children's spiritual skills as we are. Deepak says, a child raised with spiritual skills will be able to answer the most basic questions about how the universe works. They will understand the source of creativity both within and outside themselves. They will be able to practice non-judgment, acceptance, and truth, and they will be free from crippling fear and anxiety about the meaning of life that is the secret dry rot inside the hearts of most adults. It is so powerful, isn't it? Isn't it? So powerful. And so it's exactly what you're saying and the premise of, you know, what you're guided to do. I think it's so um, uh, apparent, you know, and a a great reminder. And I, I appreciate you going to depth about that story because a lot of times people see an author uh, or they'll see something that's happened to some of us out in the field and they'll go, oh gosh, you know, well the most amazing things are happening to you, you know, about your work and everything, but they they tend to forget or make light of that it's 15 years in the making. <laughs> you know, it, oh, it, it was, takes time. It was, yes. It's not like you just said, okay, I'm, I'm going to write this book, uh, The Karate Tournament, and I'll have it published in a, in a month, and then I'll, I'll get on to the next thing. There comes a lot of humility and um, and just uh, doubt and, you know, like you said, questioning your purpose and, you know, why did I do all that just so I could, you know, put myself up in the, uh, you know, the 
I want to be rejected mode. <laughs> and, and that's exactly and, what it felt like. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly, exactly what, it felt what like. happens because you do. You get a you get a lot of no's, and um, you get to a place where it's like, oh well, forget about it, you know. And I, I like the way that you said that. You know, you just kind of put it away. Um, and I think that's a real spiritual value is that sometimes you might have this extreme desire. We know God gave it to us, but you kind of put it away for a while because um, I had to step away. I had yeah. to step away from it. Yeah, no, no question about it. And, and talk about divine timing. <clears throat> you know, the interesting thing that happened was when I found Pick a Woo Woo, I emailed them to, you know, to see if they wanted to look at it. They did. Within 48 hours, I got an email back from her saying they were very interested in the first book. Could I send the other two? And and the weirdest thing that happened was within 48 hours of her saying that to me, I got an email from a woman uh, named Linda Lee Ratto. And I don't know if you've ever heard of her, but she, she is, well, she's really former now, but she was co founder of. Neil Donald Walsh's School of the New Spirituality. And apparently my manuscript, you know, I said it, it had floated around recreation, his nonprofit. It ended up in her office where she said it had been sitting on the top of her desk for about a year, and she was thinking about using it as part of their teaching curriculum. For, wow. For school. Oh, that's so powerful. Isn't Listen, that we're cool? going, It is. We're going to break. And I want to thank you for joining us, and we'll be right back in just a few moments. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Unity Online Radio. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here, And right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment. Guided and supported by God, I live my best life now. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. 
Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Reverend Tom Thorpe, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everyone, and wow, what a wonderful conversation we're having today. We're talking about one of our greatest topics in in the world today called children and how children are our teachers um, and how they make such a difference in our lives. And a person that truly knows that is Pat Merker. She's the author of three children's books, The Karate Tournament, Sink or Swim, and Love Has Many Faces. Um, you can uh, Google Pat Merker and find out where to purchase her book on uh, Amazon or uh, through Barnes & Noble. And also her website is uh, com, and you can learn all about her. And Pat is uh, published by com. Pickawoowoo.com, and they are a publishing house for spiritual children's books. Good for them. Yippee-yay-yay. I'm so <laughs> glad to see that happening. Well, I want to talk about um, Love Has Many Faces uh, because um, I love that song by Karen Draker. Draker, hello. Karen Drucker, um, and we sing it a lot in our New Thought Unity Centers for Spiritual Living Communities. Um, you are the face of God, and I hold yes. you in my heart. And uh, what a powerful statement. Um, we had a little background with the karate tournament. We, we understand a little bit about the walk of sink or swim. How did Love Has Many Faces, how did that come about, Pat? Well, I mean, truthfully, you know, I have two children, and Haley was the star of the first two books, and I'm thinking, I've got this other little peanut, and he's too little to have given me any real material for a book, but I'm going to put his name in one, darn it. So <laughs> he became the star of the third book. But it, it actually was uh, from an incident that happened to me when I was in fourth grade, and it was with a very, very mean, cranky teacher. I mean, at least that's my memory of her. She probably should have retired a few years prior. And... Um, there, there was an incident where she was just really mean to me. And I was really a good kid. I was pretty shy and, um, you know, I wasn't a, a troublemaker or anything like that. And it was something that stuck with me for so many years. And, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. But I realized that, you know, kids look at adults and think they're always, you know, adults are right because they're older and they're wiser. And... They know that they're the ones that are still learning and adults try to teach them. So if an adult is mean to them, sometimes it leaves them with uh, what's wrong with me, which is what I was left with. What's wrong with me? I'm not okay. And um, I, I wanted to address that, that when someone is mean to a child or mean to anyone for that matter, it has nothing to do with that child it's about them. It's it, they have a sad heart. They're, you know, it's about them, not the child. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, urging the, the child to have that come to mind first. <laughs> what's wrong with them, rather than what's wrong with me? Right. And to know that that in in many cases, 
what they're seeing is the best version of love that that person can muster up. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. It might be the best that they can do. And so so the book, the third book really addresses, it's very similar to what happened to me. And um, it's about um, uh, a child, Jordan, looking deeper than the surface for an expression of love from somebody. And it's a very touching book for a lot of people. They say it's their favorite, so it's a real sweet book, too. Well, so perfect, perfect timing for a book like that. Um, with all the bullying that's going on in the school system uh-huh. now and and the very uh, fact that, you know, children will actually t- take a gun into school because um, they've had enough. I mean, it's a very uh, appropriate book for today's times and um, and one that that needs to be shared uh, within, you know, our, com- our communities. And I'd like to you know, continue to be behind you in any way that I can um, to get this, well, this book out uh, because it definitely has such a, a, a tremendous, impactful message uh, for everyone. That would, that's wonderful, Temple. I thank you so much. There is one thing that I, I do want to let people know, <clears throat> and that is, and I don't think that I've said it, but stop me if I have, and that is that this book series is, is uh, it can be read just like any other books. But if a parent or a guardian or a grandparent wants to take it to the next level, it can become interactive. So if you have a child that is, let's say, deathly afraid of the dark or afraid of swimming or whatever it is, book two deals with fear. You can go to my website. Excuse me. You can print out um, lessons from Grandmaster. Actually, book one, if a parent wants to make it interactive, they can actually print out an invitation to their child from Grandmaster to be a little master in training. Each story has three lessons with it, dealing with whatever the topic of the book is, cause and effect, just you know, inspiring the child in the upcoming weeks to just notice certain things that they normally wouldn't notice. It, it really inspires conversation, a thought, you know, and action. So that is an option of the series. And originally, I was... I was really marketing it just like that, saying that, you know, it's an interactive series. But what I realized is that a lot of people don't have the time or they, they're, they're not going to do the interactive part, and that's fine because the stories are very meaningful and deep felt and, and heartwarming and all of that, and the lessons are there to be gotten regardless. But, uh, but it can be taken to the next step. And what I would like to urge people to do is to do the interactive part because it, it's one thing to have an intellectual awareness. Uh, and yet uh, the deeper learning for each and every one of us is the interactive um, tools that we can use to access the development within ourselves. So anything that is experiential, uh, which is to me where we are moving towards, that's why I love our campus model. You know, it's, it's one thing to talk about um, learning something or knowing something, but basically what we were alluding to a little bit earlier, Pat, is, is there are a lot of people that know better about a lot of things, and yet it doesn't seem to do a whole lot to shift their behavior. And so Correct. through interactive models and through the delving into uh, what's going on with yourself and, and the depth of it, 
I mean, what the world doesn't need is just a one more, you know, person sounding positive like a, you know, a tape or a CD, like yada, 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 you know, have your best life. But to have people that are really authentic, that have delved into it, that have had these experiences, that can they can shift their life experiences so that they're role models. And I, I think that children especially are, are longing for... Um, you know, more role models in our society today. And um, thank you for being one of them. I really appreciate that for sure. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, do you actually get stories from uh, people across the country that that are participating in the material, that it is making a difference in their lives? Oh, I do. It's it's really, it's fun. It's so fun. Uh, you know, I get reviews of uh, uh, a reviewer comes to mind on Goodreads. Uh, there's a woman who, um, I don't know how she does it, she has five children and she she reads hundreds of books. I mean, but she wanted to review my book. She doesn't typically do children's things. And um, she just wrote the coolest review. And, and what made it so cool was rather than just read it and give her perspective of it from from her, she had her son read it to her. And she said... She said in the review, she said it was just so amazing because when we were finished with the book, she said it began a conversation about my son is having some problems with a bully at school. And so we started talking about that. And she said, my gosh, he got it. She said he got it. She said something that took me 20 years to learn he got by the end of this book. She said, you know, I highly recommend it. She said we will be passing this on and, you know, hope that other people can get what we did out of it. So it's it's really, you know, book three was her favorite because I think that's what hit home for her in that moment. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's really, it's really neat to hear people say that, um, it, it stimulates a lot of conversation, and, and that it does do, and it stimulates action. And, and I think that because it's so different, it's for kids it's almost like magic almost. I mean, to me, you know, cause and effect is almost magical. It's fun. It, and I think kids, it's interesting for kids to look at something differently. And it becomes fun, and they want to play with it. And they want to see what they can do with it. They want to see what they can make happen. And I mean, my gosh, to grow up like that is, is uh, I mean, we all wish we had grown up like that. I mean, and then there's a lot in there. You know, Grandmaster talks a lot, too, about uh, trusting the universe. You know, no matter what happens, you have to trust that the universe always supports our highest and best good. So that you can, you know, so the kids, when something seemingly bad happens, that we're at, you know, that their first thought might be, wow, I wonder, you know, what's in this for me to get? <laughs> I mean, you know. Absolutely. And what I like about these skills and, and the interactiveness of this and this series is that, um, you know, many people um, growing up, they understand the law of attraction and manifestation. But unless you have an environment that supports it, you have the tendency to lose it, you know, if it's not felt validated by others and I was one of those people myself so I truly get that if I had read this book I'm sure that uh, some things would have been a bit different you know back then but it's um, 
it's so crucial that we play a part in, in being the change, as Gandhi would say. I want to say again, thank you, Pat, uh, for being on the show today, and thank you for the work that you're you're doing. Uh, for all of you that are listening, you can go on the Grandmaster LittleMasterSeries.com, or you can Google Pat Merker. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Unity Online Radio. Please use social media to spread the good word about this radio show from good to amazing because that's exactly what it does. It gives people the tools and skills to move lives from good to amazing and most importantly to accept that life is destined for an amazing experience. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Temple. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehayes.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now, in the silence, to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth, is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Reverend Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. Each week, Carla visits with leading edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. 
Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real-world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. There is nothing more thrilling than feeling your direct connection with your source, your spirit. In those moments, you are soaring, knowing that you can be, do, or have anything you want. But what do you do when real life hits you straight on? Let's get real. This is practical spirituality for a busy, bustling world. Join us every Friday at noon Central Time for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real where we explore leading-edge principles and break down the law of attraction so it works for you every day. When you are off the mountaintop, join us for this delicious exploration of attraction principles with your host, Ray Zander. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life. 